Hello everyone. Uh, hello, can you uh, guess? I've gone for quite a seasonal theme for today when we're talking about blinding. Uh, also, blinding also has a pastry connotation for the bakers in the room because you can blind. Blind bake your pastry. No, that's a short crust. No, is it short crust pastry for blinding? It's for quiches, isn't it? You put it and you put the beads. I remember that from food tech. Is that to stop you getting the soggy bottom? Yeah, you do crust the crust first, don't you? And you put the beads in the bottom, and then you make your mix. And you put that in. You put it under the, the grill for a bit. That's how you make the quiche. No, a good quiche. You don't pastry hands. I've got. He's a. I'm a master baker. <laughs> Don't edit that out. <laughs> well, at least I think that's what somebody was shouting. We did about randomization last month, and you guys ate a lot of sweets, and I tossed a coin a lot, and things like that. Now we're talking about blinding. Linked in kind of uh, along with randomization, why do we blind? Why is blinding important to the trials that we do? So we don't do what Matt's saying. And what's Matt saying? Pink patients are based on which ones are the best results, and so we know. Yeah. You'll give me the results you want. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So, randomization is all about removing selection bias and making sure that we're not sticking our best patients into the, the treatments that we want to be blind. Blinding's a little bit different. We do this for slight reasons along those lines. So you were saying about we don't treat them differently. So that's one aspect about it. What about? Is it just pre you do things like preventing the patient um, at describing their symptoms differently? So if they know mm. they're getting a placebo, they may be a bit more, oh, this is really painful because it's not yeah. working. Whereas if they don't know what they're getting, they get a Absolutely. bit more of an honest result. Yeah, brilliant. So if a patient knows that they're getting a brand new wonder drug, they are more likely to go, this is the greatest thing I've ever had, brilliant, I feel so much better every day, and we write that and then we record that. If they know that they've got the sugary water or the sugar pill, they're more likely to A, be negative in their reporting, but also seek other options. So we talk about back pain, they may then go, well, I'm only on a placebo, so I'm gonna go get some physio as well. I'm gonna get one of those TENS machine, TENS machines as well and things like that. Oh, and I've got some benefit and that completely messes up our research as well. So this, um, blinding is a very, very important part of, of research. Is it about hiding different bits of information from different Absolutely. stakeholders? So it's all about a concealment. Oh. I like that. Oh, what you been reading? The blinding journal. <laughs> so essentially within the relationship, you've got your patient, You've got the patient and their research staff, that could be me as a research doctor or our research nurses, so our research team. And then you've also then got the investigators, so there's the three, essentially the three stakeholders. And depending on how many of them are blinded, that uh, depends on, on uh, how the research is conducted, which we'll go through in a bit. Cool. Uh, once again, this is a nice, friendly environment where we all hold hands and look into the sunset. Good. So, uh, as I've already said, I say I was a master baker and uh, I opened up my own bakery. So, yeah, I'm really, really uh, making croissants here.
as you can see. But say I wanted to make a brand new type of mince pie, and I wanted to be the best mince pie in the world, and I've got you as my taste, uh, as my guinea pigs to taste my brand new mince pie, what trouble have I got straight away knowing human beings the way they are? I would never agree that something that you would bake would be nice. Well, that's one thing. Okay. The fact that you don't trust me to make you a nice mince pie, that's one thing. Yeah. We might, yeah, we might want to tell you it's nice because we don't want to hurt your feelings. There is that, yeah. Might tell you it's not nice because we want to hurt your feelings. There is that. It's probably more, li it's probably more likely as well. Good? Okay. So this is something we call performance bias in research, and this is what we uh, already talked about with our patients subscribe, you know, going, oh, I've got, I've been given the wonder drug, I suddenly feel so much better. Or I've only been given the placebo, every day my life is getting worse and worse, etc., etc. So as an example of that, we all have our favorite mince pie. So as you know, I went around and I asked everybody who their favorite mince pie was. Uh, and Aldi and Sainsbury's was there with one each. Local bakery and waitress have both got two. Three people in Dream don't like mince pies, one of which Amy is one, and Louise, and Louise is another one, so we have, we have two of them in our room. And Ben's just out there, because he yeah. wants them in because he doesn't like mince pies. Yeah. <laughs> they need to be in the same room as the same They come back and Yeah. And then, we're a very industrious group. The majority prefer to just make their own mince pies. If you pre-make, if oh, you yeah. pre-get oh, your chocolate yeah. pastry and you buy, you pre-get mm. your mince meat, you've just got to put them together and that's not really making your own. No, no, it's not. No, that's like buying, that's cheating. Yeah. That's yeah. Like buying a pre-made curry mix. It's like a Lego mince pies. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, uh, so already I know that people have got their, their favourites, okay, and if I was to give them Here's, you know, say you as a group preferred the Waitrose one, and I go, so this is a Waitrose mince pie, this is my mince pie, and you know straight away, oh, Waitrose, I love this, this is a staple of my Christmas, oh, I feel so warm and lovely, yours is rubbish, Jamie, go away. You know, and there is a risk of that. Okay. So performance, this is what we call performance bias, this is one of the aspects that we need to avoid, which is why we blind. The other one is ascertainment bias, and that is a problem on our side. Uh, as a research group, if you know that a patient has been given a placebo, we are less likely to follow them up properly, uh, give them as much attention as the patient we know has been given the drug. So if you've got two patients and you know one has been given tranexamic acid, one has just been given some sugary water, the risk is that we follow that one up with tranexamic acid much, much better, follow all procedures properly, as opposed to this one who we know, oh, they've just got placebo, off they go to one side. Are you not more likely to look for problems occurring in There is the other option as well, or there is the flip side of going, well, you've, got, you've been given your tranexamic acid, so I'm going to much report everything. Patient reported a headache a day after they had their car crash, must be the tranexamic acid, you know, for example. Patient who was in a car crash who didn't get it, didn't get the headache, oh, it's the tranexamic acid. So there is that flip side as well. So it could be a positive, it could be a negative. Cool, so as we said, there are three stakeholders, as, as Matt brilliantly said. You guys are our patients. Uh, what we're going to do now is demonstrate single blinding. I'm going to ask Amy to step up. Amy, you are our investigator for this. I am the research team. You are our patients. Hey guys, so you've had three pins pies there. So, over to Amy again. Anybody so, for an egg? 
So you didn't know, I didn't know, only person who knew was the investigator. So now we're going to go for triple blinding. Who's going to give out these? You want to go get cuts? I'm blinded. Yeah. Oh, Louise is blinded. Louise, yeah. So this is where I don't know, you don't know, and neither does Amy. Okay. How are we going to unblind this Sorry? I've got um, this on the plates. Alright, there so are. So Gus is Gus is the one who yeah. did this blinding, yeah. and he's written under the plates. <laughs> so we'll find out afterwards. So I'll take it from here. So please do. So yeah. So yeah. the one that says A, please, yeah. Louise. Guys, get ready. You can now take off your blindfolds. It's now time to once again go over to Amy, our investigator. Anybody for an A? Oh God, remember. Two. Anybody for a B? Mm. Anybody for a C? No. No. Okay, right. Oh, so, this is interesting. It is very interesting. So... So, this is interesting. So, uh, for your single blind, yes. the one that I did the, ran uh, I did the blinding for, uh, a was a Sainsbury's Basic Mince Pie. Mm. Oh, you can tell them the pastry. Yeah. 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 B was Waitrose Finest. Oh, oh. Didn't want Waitrose to win. Uh, and C was Louise's Home oh, No, Megan's, sorry. Megan's oh, Home oh, oh. Mince Pie. Oh, I'm always hitting like that. Okay. So, for the double, I don't know which was which. <laughs> yeah, for the double, was number one was Megan's. Number two was Waitrose, oh. and number three was Sainsbury's. Oh, that was a really good buy. Did you vote for your own? <laughs> and for triple blind, tell me. Tell me so, we've already, so your taste buds are changing, guys. So, for single, where uh, nobody likes Sainsbury's, three of you like Waitrose, two of you like Megan's. For the double one, two of you like Megan's, two of you like Waitrose, suddenly somebody decided they liked Sainsbury's. <laughs> <laughs> Just that one buy. <laughs> Now for triple, we are now going to find out. We're now unblinding the situation now. Okay, so see what goes on. I really want you to win. So for number eight is homemade. Number two is Waitrose. And then number three is Sainsbury's own brand. Basic. I think it's basic own brand as well. I mean, it's it's yeah. Very. I apologise if everyone's an ugly tree. So we've got two wins for Waitrose and a draw between Lega and Waitrose. Okay then. So we've done a bit of blinding, it's a bit of fun, and we've demonstrated single, double, triple blinding. Can you think of any circumstances, just as with wrapping up, any circumstances in the trial where we can't blind? Or blinding is near impossible. Well, the intervention causes a physical. Such as? Beta blocking the heart rate. Yeah. Or if it's too difficult to make a procedure, for example, blood. Yes, absolutely. If, you know, uh, it's a trial of blood versus something, if you want to make it it's completely the same colour, the same viscosity, and all of that, very, very difficult, very, very expensive, and actually you can no longer find your trial good. Anything else? 
What sort of interventions definitely leave a mark? Surgery. Surgery. There is a there is a blinded surgical. Yeah, yeah. blinded in theatre. No, there's one they... on the ward two days later when they take yeah. the dressing. Yeah, there's one that's in there. So it's it's very very so difficult. No, no, but they unblind them in theatre. Like when they wake them up in recovery, they unblind them, show them the scars. But it's very, very difficult, especially if you've got a long-term follow-up. If I'm testing this procedure versus this procedure and I want to follow you up a year later, I'm not going to keep you blinded for a year as to whether or not I gave you a new hip. <laughs> yes or no. Okay. So there is something there they call expertise-based um, uh, um, research. Have you heard of that expression? Expertise-based trials. So this is one specifically used in surgery where you'll find Surgeon A likes to do a procedure laparoscopically, Surgeon B does it open, Surgeon C does it this way, and you get randomised into one of those. So one surgeon who only does it this way, another surgeon who only does it this way, and another surgeon who only does it that way. And then you compare it that way, and that's what we call expertise-based trialling, EBT. And that's a way around it, because as I said, it's very difficult to do a placebo of a surgery. You could do it in you know, the first few hours, but as, as you know, a year later, you're going, you're going to be difficult. Of course, this only really works really well in RCTs. So in a cohort study, people are going to know if they're a smoker. They're going to know if they have high blood pressure. They'll have been told these things. So it's very difficult to be blinded in a cohort. RCTs are really where our blinding happens. Always beware a paper that hasn't done any blinding and doesn't admit that it hasn't blinded. There is no statistical way of getting around the fact out of the data of somebody that's published without doing any blinding. There is no statistical tool to get you around it. So if you find that there's a trial that they say this and they've not done any blinding, always read it with a great deal of trepidation. There's no way around it to manipulate the data to counter for the fact that they haven't done any blinding. There are some things that you can do um, in order to get around uh, if you feel that you can't do any blinding in your study. Um, standardizing your practice as much as possible so that even if you know that your, your patient's not had, a um, not had a drug and they're on the placebo, you've got a very clear checklist that you have to follow for every single patient on your study as a way of getting around that. Making your outcomes as specific as possible okay, uh, is another way of getting around that. Duplicate your assessment, so it's not just one research nurse that's recording data of your patient where there isn't any blinding. It's more than one person, so if there's any conflict, you can get around that. And first and most important, always acknowledge and be very honest in all of your research. And if you haven't done any blinding, please point it out and be open and honest about it as a major flaw that's in your data. Because if you don't, somebody else will. Cool. Any questions about all of that? Full up of mint pie? And on that note, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Well Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you. May you have an evidence-based New Year. <laughs> Blinded. Blinded. <laughs>